Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley, as always. As last night, last afternoon, the Avs did the move that we've been saying they should do since uh, since Wednesday. <laughs> they go out and get Ryan Murray uh, to round out their defense on a one-year, $2 million deal. Uh I guess, first of all, AJ, pat yourself on the back for getting that one correct. Um, sometimes lucky. Sometimes lucky, baby. Uh, I, I got to tell you, the this upcoming Avalanche season is either going to be the greatest indictment of our show or the, the most positive reinforcement ever. <laughs> because they're very clearly listening to the show and going, oh, we should do that. <laughs> Things could go well or things could be a disaster. We may find out by the end of 2022. (laughs) Look, if they win a Stanley Cup next year, all the people that roll into our mentions and leave comments like, I barely barely, uh, consume content from these jokers. Uh, Well, you can't talk shit anymore. (laughs) Well, we'll have to wait and see how that one goes, but... Uh, obviously, the big topic of the day for the abs is Ryan Murray. We're going to get into it all. Uh, can, can we just – would that be, the, like, the funniest thing that a, that a sports team has ever done? Like, like took somebody from their front office and was like, okay, we need you to branch out into the world and become a content creator. <laughs> like, all right, now you have a podcast. Okay, we need you to talk about all these things. Like – it would be so like okay, we need to work like like an extension of the PR arm, except nobody knows that it's it's happening, and like the ads are just like feeding, they're just like paying me under the table every month. How funny would that be? 
the yes, the, that is very much not yeah, happening. This is, that would be some deep cover level stuff with our reaction to the McDermott trade a week ago. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the reaction to the to the Devontae steal, which has become my legacy. Yeah, <clears throat> it'd be it'd be so funny. <laughs> I hope you're yeah. getting that bread, AJ. I hope they're paying you well. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, I need a Joe. I need a raise. <laughs> uh, free AJ, because Twitch chat has to yell about it every single day. Yo, uh, I'm about it. It's been, uh, officially, it has been one month today. No Twitter. <clears throat> and it's, and they, the they uh, haven't even gotten back to me. Like, like Twitter support's just like, Later, oh, that's, that's too bad for you. Definitely don't catch him on the DNVR Avalanche account. He would never circumvent a ban by being on that account. Yeah, and what sucks is, like, <laughs> I stick strictly to hockey on that account when I use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do have a burner account now. That, uh, that works? Uh, yes. Uh, okay. I've, been using it for, I've been using it for several days now. All right. But um, I'm good with it with having seven followers <laughs> it it was made for me and given to me and so i'm kind of reluctant and i'm also like do i really need twitter in my life this badly <laughs> so, okay well yeah. let's move the off on the off season is so slow man yeah we have it's august 3rd my guy we got another month yep. of nothing coming up so yeah i i do tell you though uh uh Arbitration. I saw somebody asked about it earlier. Dennis Gilbert going through arbitration is like the okay. funniest thing in the world to me. Because it's just like, why? I, what is he going to I'm so curious what he thinks he's going to get out of it. I feel like the Avs might just not even show up to that arbitration and just pay him whatever the arbitrator says. Yeah, right. Like They're just like, all right, that's the number you want? Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you can have it. Why didn't you just ask us the number? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Gilbert, not the main topic of today. The main topic of today is going to be Ryan Murray. Um, Let's start off by expected role here in Colorado. Is it just strictly third pairing stuff here, AJ? All right. Sorry, I just got my COVID test results from the Canadian government. I bet they're negative. Guess what? Still don't have it. <laughs> um, third pairing. So this is actually interesting to me because I think the automatic assumption is, yeah, he's gonna he's being brought in. He's gonna play. He's gonna play uh, on the third pairing. EJ will be on the right side next to Sam Gerrard, and then it will be Byram and Brian Murray. Right? Like I think that's kind of. I think that's the lineup we all sort of put together when he signed and we all started roster rating immediately. Makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean between short term, yeah. Between left and between left handed, right handed, uh yeah. the, the the alignments, you like that's the one that made the most sense. What I would not be surprised is come first day of training camp, 
if Ryan Murray's on the left side, Sam Gerrard is on the right side, and Bowen Byram and Eric Johnson are next to each other. Sure. That way they kind of staple the adult next to... Can totally see a little bit of the uh, mentorship relationship with Byram there. No doubt about it. Let's check which mic I'm on. I think you're on your wrong mic, for the record. Uh, It doesn't sound great. Okay. How's that? Yeah, you fixed it. Good job. Hey! Great. I didn't even know that this webcam had a mic. It's not my webcam. <laughs> is that um, still mine? My old one? No, that one is still in Denver. I am now I'm now using Z's webcam. <laughs> Just mooching webcams out here. That's right. The I tried to you remember when I tried to buy my own at the start of the pandemic? And there were none that And they were you. sold out yeah. on Amazon. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. So, I think I, I think that Byram EJ um, makes a lot of sense because one, you're trying to you're trying to protect EJ, yep, on some level. And this is again, this is just assuming he's healthy on day one of training camp. It's a big assumption. We don't really know if he's I mean, not. Then I'm putting McDermott in that spot. I mean, Joe said he'd be ready to go, right? So. Sure, but did Joe also said that he was really excited to see what Connor Timmons could do. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And it was like two hours later that he traded that dude. Talk is not seeing the dude healthy in person. I get it. Yeah. So I think it's the the one concern that I would have about a Murray Gerard pairing is that um a little I don't want to call it soft because that's it's got way more of a negative connotation that I'm projecting. But like it's it's just not a physical pairing whatsoever. Sure. The way they play defense <clears throat> is much more finesse than Yeah, it's like Ryan Murray's got good size and it's it's not that he won't play it's not that he can't hit somebody. It's it, you know it's it's just not like that. But there's no there's no factor of of danger there, right? No one's yeah, gonna like, come out of the corner with Ryan Murray and say, "Boy, I don't want to do that again." Yeah, right. Like that's just not that's not who they're going to be. Um, like if you look at his career, he probably has more hits in a in a season um, than you would expect. You know, like he had like forty last year. But I think he's he's I don't like I don't like calling him a finesse player because there's like a big ocean of in between. Like Sam Gerard is a finesse player. And Murray would be more physical than Sam Gerard, but not considered a physical defenseman. He's really good with the stick. He's really good. Uh, he's he's a really he's a really intelligent defender. It's not that he plays defense poorly. It's that he plays defense effectively with positioning, stick work. Well, and there's not, and there's not, there's not a lot ability. of, there, there's not a lot of wasted energy. Sure, very efficient. Yeah, um, people who aren't familiar with Ryan Murray would call him soft because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Because they 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 see that he's a great skater and that he moves pucks well. And they immediately like we had a guy in our mentions yesterday who was like, "Oh, just find a find a Tyson Berry clone, and the Avs will love him." And it's like he and Tyson Berry have one thing in common, and that's that they both played in the WHL. It's, it's kind of the same way people who haven't watched Makar 
think he's soft. Yeah, or or it's like people who watch Makar and think he's small. Like he might be five eleven, but those shoulders are wide as fuck. They go on for days, <laughs> and like look at the way look at the way that he trucks over people when he can. Like ugh, the idea that Kill Makar is soft is just incredibly funny. Um. Anyway, not Thank the point. You. Thank you for the super chat, by the way, Jacob. He asks the real question: Is what number you think he'll get? Uh, I believe uh, I'm a... he wore twenty seven in Columbus, yeah. um, and then I think he wore twenty two in New Jersey. Yeah, and they just replaced twenty seven. Yeah, uh, literally 20... from one Ryan to another twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I would assume that he gets twenty seven. I'm just—he's worn 27 his whole career. There's no reason for him not to wear 27 in Colorado. Yep. So, all the all the Graves fans, uh, those jerseys you can repurpose them, right? All right. But how well does he wear the vampire get up? I don't know. He's a hot boy, so I don't know that I don't know he's going to be able to pull off like the dark demonic thing like yeah. Graves did. It just doesn't quite have those emo vibes going for him. Yeah. All right. A uh, lot of questions in chat about asking um, about if Ryan Murray is kind of like Devontae stylistically. Uh, I would say defensively, sure. Um, but Taves is a lot more, he is, he's a lot more aggressive in the offensive zone where Murray will really jump into the play and he'll get into it, but it's just not a... He's not looking to do it all the time. He very much picks his spots. Murray's career high in goals is four. All right. This is a dude <laughs> who's going to distribute the puck, not yeah. not shoot too often. Well, and he's not like he doesn't he doesn't there's no power play time. Um yeah, he's right. gonna be a he's gonna be a PK guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's basically going to he's basically going to take the Ryan Graves job. Like the 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 PK specialist, that all that stuff, uh, and he's going to do that, but it's going to look very 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 different. Yep, because he is super different. It's not stylistic. He, certainly, he's a better skater than Ryan Graves. Um, uh, he is going to fit in perfectly in Colorado because he's a very very good skater. Yep. Uh, are, are arguably, I think his skating is arguably his greatest asset. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't argue with that. Do you guys think the Murray signing gives the Evs the best one to six defense in the league? I'm curious what your answer to this question is before we dive a little bit deeper. Well, Tampa Bay hasn't really taken a step back on defense, so no. All right, Fair and on. I think Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is the gold standard because it is it really truly is the perfect mixture of skill and size. I mean, you look at all of their guys, everybody like like all of the the size police are like, "Oh, look at these guys." And you go 1 through 6. Uh Carolina without Dougie Hamilton. Uh no. Um in my opinion, I would still have them top yeah, 5 they, somewhere, but I am still having I've got Tampa got Bay better worse for sure. Carolina yeah. did um it, but, but Tampa Bay, I mean, you look at, like, Victor Hedman, Brian uh, yeah. McDonough, um, I mean, and Mikhail Sergej. Like, they're huge, and they've got game. Well, and Hedman's the big problem there, too, right? Because 
like there's an alternate universe where EJ has a career like Victor Hedman's did if he yeah. could have stayed healthy. But those dudes at that size with that level of skill are yep. very, very, very rare. Like Yeah. <laughs> like we're all, we're all looking at Kel McCarr like this guy's insane, right? Yep. He's like five eleven. Like there's a knock against him. Yep. Uh, the knock against Victor Hedman is that he's like coming off of a down year, uh, in <laughs> which he didn't win the Norris. <laughs> well, in which he was like still like the funny thing is when we talk about like oh Seth Jones is overrated. Look at all these numbers and and all this, and it's like Seth Jones might actually be bad, but Victor Hedman, it's like well he's coming off a down year where he took a big step back and. The numbers are way down and this and that, but they all still show him as a quality player. Yeah. Um, but there's like, I, I don't know. Anyway, we're, we're sidetracked on this. We have so many Ryan Murray angles to get into. Yeah. Yeah. We can, uh, and we haven't even, we haven't mentioned the word injury once yeah. in we're 16 minutes. And, that, and that's like a major thing that we need to yeah. talk about. So let me, let me hit our break here first as we are brought to you beautiful people by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. You can get it down at the bar, of course, or you can go online and use the Breck beer locator to find Breck Brew Seltzer at a local liquor store near you. Get your hands on a 15 can sampler pack or just try their beer. If that is more your thing, Either way, you will absolutely love the beer. I can't recommend it enough, honestly. I've, it's been one of my favorite partners uh, since joining the company, and, and they've been around since before I was here even, I think. So, yeah, they're dope. As well, you need a little extra cash, you know, to buy some Breck Brew. Go hit up the Ball Corporation because they are currently hiring right now. Uh, AJ's talked about it a lot. I know he knows a couple of people that uh, have worked there or worked with them. So he's got the inside hookup. You can go to jobs.ball.com to apply or text Golden to 77222. Either way, hit them up. They pay a living wage. They're, uh, they're super great. They have good benefits. You know, They actually treat their employees decently. So check them out. See what's going on at their golden plant. They also do a bunch of other cool stuff beyond just making cans. They they do aerospace technology things as well. So they're pretty cool. Highly recommend. When you keep making that cash from Ball, spend a little bit on us too, maybe. Get yourself a DNVR membership. Get yourself the annual to get a free shirt, a bunch of other cool things. I are a Broncos guys thing is still going on as well. If you use Camp 2021, uh, you get the year membership, obviously, and then it includes a $60 gift card to the DNBR locker. Uh, did I mention our year membership costs $60? So it's like getting a year membership for buying a $60 gift card to the DNBR locker just, just because. Why not do it now? It's a great deal. You can get yourself shirts and, and all sorts of other stuff, too. Check it out. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into this second period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you want to start with the numbers, AJ, or do you want to talk injury stuff first? We'll start with injuries first. Okay. Um, because all the stuff that we're going to talk about, uh, all of it is going to be, we're just going to get into all of the uh, assuming that he's healthy, this is the player that he is, this is the player that he's been, this is how he's going to fit. Here are the underlings and, you know, the deep dive stuff that we always do when the abs get guys of consequence, you know, like we didn't really, we, we like grazed over Darren Helm, you know, yeah. but like, 
when when they get like players that are gonna that could potentially play big roles, you know how you, you know how we do it. We we tend to we tend to go into it. Yep. So we're gonna do that, and uh, that'll be yeah. We've got a lot of stuff to get to, but before we do any of that, I mean, we, you have to talk about injuries. It's, it's it's essentially the critical part to Ryan Murray's entire career. Yep, uh, he has had two properly healthy seasons. One was last year, and before that, it was fifteen sixteen. Beyond that, this guy regular misses between twenty and forty games a season. His Columbus career, if you count playoffs as well, he played. In just 358 of 589 possible games. Yep. So he played 358 and... Missed well over 200 games. Yeah. Yeah. Missed about 230. Something like 30% of games. That's a lot. Yep. That's a lot. Now, it's the, it's very EJ Ian, honestly. He has one season where he's played more than sixty six games. Yep, and that was the eighty two games he played in fifteen sixteen, uh, and then last year he played forty eight of fifty six. Yep. So this is the like this is the biggest reason why Ryan Murray was cap dumped to New Jersey in the first place. And then the big reason why um, out on the market this year and signed to a one-year deal ultimately. Yep. And so there's there's two factors for what happened to him this year. Um, the injuries obviously continue to be a thing, uh, a conversation. Although this last year he wasn't as injured, but his play last year dipped quite a bit. So I want to get into some of that because he's had a pretty interesting career. All right. Um, So last year, you know, we, you know, if you could, Kale, if you could bring up our our heat map from last year, just the overall doesn't, not driving play um, is just a little better than league average defensively at negative 1%, like right, right, like, Decent, okay. Like this is this is fine. You don't look at this and feel strongly either direction. It uh, just it screams quality third pairing defenseman is what it screams. <laughs> yeah, not gonna like, hurt it, you on your third pair, basically. Rem- yeah. Remember the Curtis McDermott chart that we threw up there after that trade, and that that defensive number was plus twenty five percent. This is miles more encouraging than that as a defender. Uh, and then. Uh, any of the other, any any of the two other summaries, uh, Kale would be fine. So this was this is from Dom Lecision over at the Athletic. Uh, the, this last year, look like it a little bit of a dip. Not not too bad, but you also see like there's there's a lot here that's it's it's okay. The number one thing for me is that bottom right corner where it says difficulty. Playing against some uh, some decent competition there. Yeah, he got uh, he got leaned on very 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 heavily for defensive zone starts. 
Um, and, and just basically just like all around just defensive responsibility. Um, to the to the point where, if you look at his career, he's always been a guy that started in the defensive zone more often than the offensive zone at even strength. But it's always been like, like it's been more like like fifty three forty seven. Yep. And this year it was fifty eight. Uh, it, it basically fifty nine. Yeah. Um. 41. So not great. Um, can you pull that war one back up for me? The one you just had? The next, yeah, this one. Thank you. The primary assist number is really encouraging. Uh, not just because it's the highest number on there, but because primary assists are a lot more repeatable than random that secondary assists. He's directly involved in plays leading to goals. Exactly. And the even strength offense is actually pretty good here. Uh, and the defense is very, very encouraging. Again, this is not a guy that's going to score goals. Um, and and his quality of competition and quality of teammate last year, this is a, this is a three, these are over three years, remember. So the... Uh, in the, the the increased competition that that he got last year in Jersey is not necessarily reflected in in this right here. Sure, um, it's probably pulling that number up, which means he was not taking super tough competition as uh, when he was in Columbus. He was he was sheltered a little bit more, which is probably why you saw the big dip in some of his underlings last year. He was going up against the very best. He's just not that guy. He's not a top pairing defenseman. And the Ebs and have no intention to use him as one. So the difference between the New Jersey defense last year and the Colorado defense this year is pretty significant. Uh, so they they don't need that. They just don't need Brian Murray to be a, a top pairing guy for them. Now I I we we opened the show. Where does he fit? We, I, I said, hey, he might fit more next to Sam Gerrard. But I, given the lack of goal scoring ability between the two of them, I do wonder about that. But uh, yeah. sure, like I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a really strong personal preference between the the, the options that we mentioned: Murray yeah. next to Gerard, uh, Murray next to Byram. I mean, look, let's what? let's be real. They're gonna get into camp, and whichever pairings click are going to click and that's what <laughs> go with. right like there's no there's 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 no guarantee that uh uh Makar and tapes stay together right you know they were very very good at the end of the year so i i'm expecting they start together but man we'll see we'll see we'll see how they shake out but it's just not it's not super duper important. The thing with Murray, though, that I'm really wanting to highlight is he does a little bit of everything. Sure, he's not a guy where you look at him and he say, "Oh, he he excels in this one area in particular." He's really great here. Um, the area in which he was used most for uh, New Jersey last year, and I do want to get into this because it's important. Though the can we pull up the new the his New Jersey stuff? Yeah, okay, we'll start with the PK. Um, PK what, with Ryan Murray is not very good. Without Ryan Murray, it's still not very good. Yeah, it's 
the tiniest bit better with Ryan Mary, but yeah. So uh, that's that alone, not super encouraging. But it, this is where I would also, this is where I would also remind you that PK systems are way more dependent upon coaching, or special team systems are way more dependent on coaching than even strength systems. And at even, you know, here's at even strength with with Ryan Murray. It's a little bit worse than without him in Jersey last year. Now, again, I think this is a direct result of the deployment that he had because he was he was above his head a little bit going up against the best that teams had to offer. Yeah. I, it's Murray isn't going to be asked to do anywhere near the amount of lifting he did in New Jersey. I think that much is pretty clear in Colorado. So again, to your point where you said, look, he does a little bit of everything for you. That's what you want out of a a third or call it bottom two pairing defenseman, Mm -hmm. depending on how they want to utilize them in that. If he becomes someone Bednar can trust to just roll defensively without having to worry about situation too much, that takes a ton of pressure off of the higher guys like Makar, like Taves, because he doesn't have to overwork the top pairing nearly as much. Mm-hmm. Then, and the thing the thing is is that when I when I talked about the struggles with Patrick Nemeth, um, it's a good thing that I got those for you, Billy. Um. When I talked about the struggles of Patrick Nemeth, my biggest problem was it's not that he's a bad hockey player. It's that at this point he's become a misfit for what the abs do well defensively. What they what they are trying to... Patrick Nemeth had no trouble playing defense. He had trouble transitioning from defense to offense. Right, and the abs are one of the most aggressive transition teams in the league. Yep. And we saw, even, you know, we saw the two guys who struggled the most at doing that it were Patrick and Nemeth and Graves. Brian Graves. And both, both of those guys are now. gone. Yeah. And they're they're being replaced by two guys who are great skaters and break and can aggressively break pucks out if yeah. they want to. And In Bo Byram and Running into identity, Byram and Murray are significantly better fits. Exactly. And so the thing with Murray is is that he he replaces he replaces the job that they lost with Ryan Graves. Pretty Pretty easily, pretty pretty one one to one, and he just does it as a better stylistic fit for what Colorado for how Colorado plays the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, the one thing though that I've we've we've stressed here in the last ten minutes, it was a down year in New Jersey. He was playing a little bit over his head. What did he look like when he was playing in Columbus the year before that? When he wasn't asked to do that. He wasn't asked to carry as quite as heavy of a load, and he was playing in a system that produced some decent defensive results, not one that just got crushed by everybody. I, so, I, one other thing I do want to add here um, before we jump into that is Murray will be twenty-eight this year. Mm-hmm. So, while he does have a history of injury, it's not like he's starting to age out, like to where EJ is getting into his career, right? He is still essentially in his prime. Yeah. As far as if you get the healthy Ryan Murray, this very well could be his best hockey. It could be, yeah. Um, 
there's lots of reasons to be excited about it um, that we'll get into. I mean, that we have gotten into. Yeah, already. But one thing that I really, that I find encouraging and one thing that I have guarded against is trying to make too much of last year's results because last year was a really weird year and the the schedule was so that it's not an even playing field. There were some guys like Ryan Murray on the Devils didn't get to play against the Devils. You know, he didn't, there wasn't an easy night for Ryan Murray and the Devils because they were the easy night on the schedule. You know, there there wasn't a lot of, there weren't a lot of letdowns for those guys. So Ryan Murray playing top competition for, with, with New Jersey, that's a tougher, that's a tougher go than what he's going to have in Colorado when they're back to playing everybody. And they get the, they get the benefit of a central division where they're going to be the best team on the ice. Every every single night that they step on the ice, they will be the most talented hockey team uh, in in the Central Division. So, you know, uh, I think it's going to help Murray that that he's going to have less responsibility. But especially when you start to look into the numbers two years ago, when he was in Columbus, and you see the on ice impacts that he had, I think it's it's important. All right. Well. Did they bail? Did they have to go? No, no, they're here. But we do need to take our second period break anyway before they bail. So now is a good time to do it. Before you go. Before you do math on stream, might be wise to take a safety break if you know what I'm talking about. So hit up Solace Meds. Get on over there. Use code DNVR20 to get 20% off. You can go online to solacemeds.com and order for pickup so you can get in and out quick. They have four locations here in Colorado. You can get one just a couple of blocks away from the DNVR bar. And they have a bunch of specials on products in store as well, ranging from 10 to 25% off. So get in there, check out the great deals, get yourself hooked up. And then when you get the munchies, you can head on over to hasslecattlecompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, cattlecompany.com. Get yourself some blue-collar Wagyu steak because it's absolutely delicious. Cannot recommend them enough either because... Uh, let's face it, I've, I've had a lot of sponsors on this show. I have never gotten the responses that I've gotten in person at the bar like I get when people have the burger. Like, I, I have people tell me that they like the products that we sell, and, and obviously we love all the products that we sell, but the Hassle Burger is like... Everyone who has it tells me how amazing it is. So, yeah. so get it today. Use code DNVR10 for 10% off online at HasselCattleCompany.com. <laughs> the the other day when I was there for the grand opening, um, before I hit the road, I was talking to someone and they were like, oh, I was like, oh, have you, are you going to get food? And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I ate already. And I was like, oh, it's already gone. Like, what'd you try? And he was like, oh, I had the burger. You guys weren't lying. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Uh, okay. Well, great of to course, know. our primary sponsor for the show, DraftKings Sportsbook. You can head over there. They have amazing odds boosts every single day. Still plenty of time left to uh, to get in on the Olympics. So right now, they're still giving you the offer. Bet $1, win $100. Bet before an event starts that you think America is going to win any medal in. doesn't matter which medal. could be bronze, silver, or gold. could be all three. Whatever you want to do at DraftKings Sportsbook, as long as they win a medal at the event you put, it, put the bet on, 
you can turn $1 into $100. So make sure you sign up with a new account with the code DNBR to get access to that. Of course, you can also bet on the Olympics. You can bet on baseball. You can bet on pretty much any sport under the sun. Uh, even uh, men's soccer, where uh, where we saw USA win that tournament that wasn't the Olympics. Uh, yep, that's my knowledge of men's soccer, basically. Full stop. <laughs> In any case, you can bet on that and many, many, many other things at DraftKings Sportsbook. So download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn that $1 into $100 in free credits. If America wins at any medal, uh, for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. The Gold Cup. Thank you, Ryan. A third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. True, we do need a team male model shirt, Colin. Be a pretty good shirt. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, all right. So let's yeah, get into is there. Is there such a thing as hot boy winter? Well, there you go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking hot girl summer, hot boy winter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's get into uh, his previous numbers, his time in Columbus. Uh, <laughs> as Kale telling us he exists exclusively <laughs> in hot boy winter, our producer today. Uh, Very nice. Kale, do you have uh, his Columbus numbers that we can look at here? Uh, I don't know which one of these are Columbus. They had that one. Either of those. Uh, go back to the even strength ones real quick. Yes. So. Okay. So, without Murray, Columbus defense two years ago, good. With Murray, excellent. Really good. Yeah. Excellent. Like, those are like Devontae's level numbers in Colorado last year. Yep. So, that's encouraging. You have to like what that looks like. Granted, you can see 436 minutes with Murray. You know, 3,000 without him. Yeah, well. Injuries injuries cropping up again, perhaps, there. Uh, yeah, only 27 games played that season. Yeah. Um, I went back to the season before where we played 56, and it was similar. So um, the PK, because I, I we can pull up the PK number specifically because he's gonna be doing that in Colorado. Like that's exactly it. He's gonna be doing that, and what, how Colorado PKs is a little more similar to what Columbus did than what New Jersey did. Um, and without Murray, the PK was great, and with Murray, the PK was great. Now again, there's better, yeah. there's a sample size there that you consider because 55 minutes isn't an overwhelming amount of time. He will probably play more than that in Colorado this year, barring health, of course. But this is just this is just all reinforcement that Ryan Murray, pretty good defender. Yeah, I will also say doesn't take very many penalties. Uh, in last year, he had eight penalty minutes in forty-eight games. So never uh, his highest was forty the year that he played eighty-two games, but won every other game at worst basically yeah right and he has uh he's had as many years in single digit penalty minutes it's not did he had a 10 penalty minutes in 56 year another 8 and 44 it, this yeah. is just it's a dude that does not take very many penalties i i only right. bring it up because 
it felt like during the playoffs a bit of a parade between Graves and Nemeth to the box of guys who were supposed to be on their PK that were often right. in the box. Where it was like, okay, well, he's he's playing Nemeth especially. He's playing over, um, over Bo Byram because of the way that he PKs. Well, guess what? He's in the box half the time. Yeah. This isn't this isn't very helpful. Makes what are we even doing here? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, just another relevant factor there, but. Yeah, um, somebody somebody had asked in chat of who he played with that year in Columbus. His partner was David Savard. Predominantly, David yeah. Savard. Uh, his next closest after that was Marcus Nudavara, and it was 253 minutes with Savard, 79 minutes with, with Nudavara. So not a ton, for sure. Yeah. The big thing is, if you go and look at Ryan Murray's Corsi stats, they're not going to be great. They're not going to be. They're not going to be awful. They're they're not like oh my god this is so bad but um they are they are they're solid sure it, I mean there's a certain you have to take context into account right it's when you're yeah. talking about a guy especially last year who took significantly more D zone starts you're gonna see it be harder for someone taking more D zone starts to generate higher Corsi numbers. Yeah, and last year his primary partner was Damon Severson. Um, although he had more, there were more guys that he played with last year. Uh, he bounced around a lot more. He played with he played mostly with Severson, but also had a lot of time with both uh, Sammy Vatanen and PK Subban. So uh, yeah, New Jersey's defense is weird. It like Damon Severson's really good. <laughs> Um, I, re I really like Severson too, but you get into the depth of that and you're like, oh, right, PK's still there. Oh, right, they have Sammy Vatten now. It's like a, it's been the last couple of years, it's been like a dumping ground of like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, that guy. <laughs> um, the one thing that you will notice, the Wowies for last year uh, and even some of his time in Columbus, he's just not a play driver. He's not pushing the puck forward very aggressively sure. which is one another reason why i kind of want him with gerard because he can be the skilled defensive defenseman next to sammy g that he really needs because we saw we saw g kind of roll around in colorado's defense during the playoffs and where he was he was the guy that moved around Taves and mccarr top pairing set it and forget it let them you know let them roll out every third shift and do their thing g was a lot more situational he bounced a lot more as like the, hey, lift these other guys up. And again, and I understand that this is a major assumption here, but going to talk about it until something happens. Um, the, the existence of Ryan Murray now might mean that Colorado has a true like set top four for a while. Uh, I think ultimately where this conversation is leading is it comes down to Byram, right? Like, where is Byram going to well, set himself as the start of the season, and how is his game going to grow? Exactly. Like, Byram will determine some of that, and then injury luck will also play a role into this. Because you have two very injury-prone players in Eric Johnson and Ryan Murray. And the thing that their injury proneness is a little different because a lot of EJs are knee-related. 
Um, Murray's he's he's primarily had back problems, but not just back problems. Sure. Uh, he he's also had knee and ankle and groin and it's just everything it, with him. Which is that better or worse than one recurring one? Right. It's but, worse because it's just it's a it's a little. It's it's a little scary because he's he's just not reliable to stay in the lineup. And if you get if you get it look if they get a healthy year out of him, great. Everybody got lucky. And then, you know, maybe maybe a year from now they give him a four-year deal and we're all horrified. Yeah, that would be spooky. <laughs> <laughs> But for right, like for right now, this is from both team and and Ryan Murray. Like, this is a really smart bet. He gets to go and play in a more sheltered role that fits him stylistically, where he's going to be put into positions with good players that he can have a career year in a lot of different facets. Uh, if he stays healthy, this is a guy that could absolutely put up thirty points from your third pairing. Yep. From your from your, you could get thirty points. From your third pairing PK specialist role, <laughs> uh, and certainly, certainly capable of twenty. Um, he's never had thirty in his NHL career, so I'm I'm kind of stretching that a little bit. Again, That's like absolute best case he's, scenario. He's twenty eight if he stays healthy. Yeah, and and twenty uh, if he's healthy, twenty should basically be a lock. Yes, it should be. Uh, Colorado's just going to be a little too talented for that not to happen. Yeah. Um, especially if they play him on more of a secondish pairing, uh, uh, than than sheltering him too much. He yeah. doesn't need deep sheltering. It's just he he should not be taking on the absolute top notch competition. Spence, I think we touched on your point a little bit about him playing with other defensemen. Look, Bednar's never afraid to bust out the blender. All right. It'll well, and especially will be a little bit of everything. Yeah, defensively they 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 do it situationally. It's one of my favorite things that this coaching staff has always done, is that they coach to they coach to situation a lot. Down and one, late in the game, offensive zone face off. You'll see turn and burn. Like ex- exactly, like you will you will see different things for different game situations and. You know, okay, does this guy maybe need an extra shift? If he's not playing as well, this guy, another guy might get a different, uh, you know, might get an extra shift here or there. Um, And with Murray, I think that this just, it, the biggest thing uh, is 46 minutes, and I'm just getting around to saying this, but the biggest thing that Ryan Murray does to this defense, if healthy, again, if healthy, is he elevates the floor of it. Yep. Way, 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 way above where a guy like Curtis McDermott does. Yep. Uh, funny enough, like he probably brings the floor to what Connor Timmons had brought it to, because yeah, kind of <laughs> Timmons another high IQ guy that's going to drive play in his own way. Uh, I don't know that Timmons will ever be like a like on the fancy charts. I don't know that he'll ever be a positive offensive play driver, but I think he'll end up being a pretty good, pretty good two way player for the Coyotes with Murray. I think that they replace where they would would have been with Timmons. Um, the potential for growth isn't quite the same, but this is a best case scenario for Ryan Murray. Mm-hmm. 
that if he can stay healthy here, he's in line to actually get paid yep. next year. Well, and he's going to come in and play the exact way that he wants to play, too. Mm-hmm. The abs are not going to ask him to get out of his comfort zone at all. So. Absolutely. I mean, Murray's Murray's better both ways than Connor Timmons is today. He's like, Ryan Murray's like an established, real, legitimate top four defenseman in the NHL. If If that dude was healthy, he'd be you know, a top end defenseman in the league. Yeah. Without the, without the injuries. Uh, and you always wonder how much the injuries have taken from a guy. Yep. Especially when you start to have back problems and you're 26 years old, you know, when he was having, he was going to see back specialists in his mid twenties, dude, you just never know. Like we're seeing it with the nuggets, right? Uh, Michael Porter jr. Has like the one thing that you don't expect to get better as you go on in life is, Oh, you're, yeah, back problems, no problem. They always just clear themselves up as you get older, right? <laughs> That's how back problems work. Uh, but we've seen, like, with Michael Porter Jr., if you, you know, and, and and a little bit with Ryan Murray, because since he started seeing the back specialists, the back stuff has taken a bit of a step, well, back. <laughs> it was not intentional. I, I just... Talk to myself into a bad pun. I, it's not even a pun. I just repeated the word. Uh, I just, yeah, that was just poor syntax on my part. <laughs> yeah, it. Look, it. The injury history and the future of a player is is always a bit of a mystery. There's always going to be concern there, but yeah. given what you've talked about with it raising the floor of the Avs defense. Mm-hmm. It's a shot worth taking for Colorado, certainly. Well, and this is the this is the reality of teams that are pressed up against the salary cap. Yep, is that you have to take your chances somewhere. Now you're either taking the chance with Curtis McDermott, who hasn't had injury issues but has had an entire career full of being shitty in the NHL, versus a guy with injury issues who has a history of being really effective in the NHL. And who fits you stylistically and, like, you have history with him. Chris McFarland was obviously AGM in Columbus when the Blue Jackets drafted him second overall. So there's a familiarity there. There's a relationship there. There's, there are a lot of things that made the Ryan Murray connection obvious. Uh, and then that they got it done, that's great. But it's... With, with Murray... Like they, they, this is a worthwhile gamble. The same way that Darcy Kemper is a worthwhile gamble. But this is also why I talked about it being important that they lotto protect that first round pick in the Arizona deal, which eventually did happen. That did go through. I got confirmation of. Be- because <laughs> if you, uh, if you want to talk like doomsday scenario, it's not hard to envision Darcy Kemper getting hurt. Ryan Murray getting hurt, Eric Johnson getting hurt, and then pick a star player also gets hurt. Your depth is wiped out, and you're you're down to a backup goaltender that you have no idea what to expect, and you could be in serious issues. Yeah. It's- so it's like the doomsday scenario exists 100%, but every team has to take this chance, and Colorado is not unique in having guys – Colorado's not unique in, in having to get lucky injury wise to to have a chance to do what they want to do. Most like, teams in the league are in that boat. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that. Like how seriously? Even even if everybody else on their team is healthy, how seriously are you taking Tampa Bay's chances to threepeat if Vasilevsky misses the entire season with injury? Right. It's it's done. They're done. Basically, like, are you are you how confident are you in Brian Elliott leading them to a Stanley Cup? Not none of none confident. Am I am I I'm I would say I'm more confident in Brian Elliott leading them to a Stanley Cup than I am Pavel Francouz leading Colorado well, to a Stanley I, Cup. I mean, you're but zero percent and point zero one percent. Exactly, <laughs> like you're. You're trying. You're trying to roll for twenty there. Yeah, like that's that's what they. You need to roll for twenty in order to in order to accomplish your goals. Yep. So it's it's a you know it's not a unique problem for Colorado, but it is amplified because the guys that they have have track records of injury. And one thing that's true of injuries is that when you get one, you're more likely to get another. And when you have a whole career full of them. You know, you're really, they're rolling the dice here. But for $2 million, at this point, they they had to. And they basically had to choose, do we want to try and, and do Tomas Tatar? Or do we want Ryan Murray? Which, which one of these guys is going to be more helpful for us? And this is where I think, look, they have Alex Newhook. They didn't have another defender ready to rock. This right. gives them... This gives them a little bit of extra Justin Barron insurance in case the kid is not ready to rock this year, which would not be fair to ask him to do that. Certainly on opening night, the base level of this question is, would you rather be starting Ryan Murray or Curtis McDermott? Yep. On defense, if Curtis McDermott ends up on your fourth then, line, well... That's a different conversation entirely. They were determined to play Curtis McDermott no matter what, but yeah. I... I I do I do agree that this easily was the right call here. Which of those two positions would you rather have the one extra guy of depth at? This is the one. Yep. Now they also have way more potential at forward for things to go well. Like we don't know what's going to happen. You and I have run down this list of all the young guys that they have at forward. We don't know what a world looks like where Alex Newhook and Mikhail Maltsev and Logan Sample O'Connor. And, goes off or something. Yeah. Exactly. Sampo Ranta dominates in a training camp where he just forces his way onto the team. Like something like that happens, right? Yeah. Okay. Then that's a good, that's a good thing then. Yep. You want to see that. And to be honest, I think that they're setting this up where they're like, Barton Cow, please. Find your please, way onto this lineup, yeah. Please force your hand and and just make us keep you around. Yeah. Well, I think looking a little bit longer term too, and and look, I don't know if the Avs are officially done if, or if they'll add one or two more pieces of, of minor impact or whatever. But don't have much money left. When you look at the Avs lineup and you look at a team that intends to be at very least pushing for a division title, if not another president's trophy. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to add at forward than it is defense at the deadline price-wise. Well, and effectiveness-wise, too. You look at deadline ads, and guys that fit in better are almost always the forwards. Yep. Defense is hard, man. 
Well, and fitting into a defensive system and getting comfortable with the, the communication between a partner and a goaltender. And now this year, the deadline's like back at a normal time. Last year, the deadline happened and there were 10 games to go. And then the postseason started. And again, as with everything, last year is just this weird, crazy nonsense, right? It was like this weird thing that happened that we all lived through. We all gritted our teeth through and we're just like, it's over. Hopefully we don't ever have to do that shit again. Please, please, please get vaccinated. Yep. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts here on Murray, AJ, and we'll get out of here. Raises the floor. Big injury questions. Smart gamble by a smart front office. That's good. A good, a good smart roll of the dice. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. We'll leave it at that. Thank you, everyone, watching, listening. However you consume the podcast, we appreciate all of y'all. Chat was fun today. Enjoyed mm. all of you in here. Um, I'm, I'm with it. Ryan Donato for the minimum, yes. There you go. Ryan Donato, PTO! <laughs> so who knows? Maybe the Avs will have one more trick up their sleeve this offseason. But, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're starting to drift into August. So you can still catch us five days a week. I, I don't know. AJ and I might try and sneak a, a day off or two in there somewhere. We are 100% going to try and use a little bit of the August lull to get a couple days off here and there. Yeah, but podcast will still be here. You can still find us talking hockey, all that stuff. Um, we hope to see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, 1 p.m. Have a good rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all. <laughs>